0: We get over 50% of our cases is from Facebook. That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always
1: say that it's so difficult to do one thing right. Now you have to do two things right. You have to practice law if you're a trial or, and now you have to run a business.
0: You know, a smaller injury guy, a lot of people get dissuaded because you're fighting Goliath and you're smaller than David, but you just got to find your niche. And we found our little niche uh, in rural Louisiana. My biggest regret is not marketing and telling people what I do sooner. If it fails... Make a decision and go forward, but you'll never know unless you try and go out on a limb.
1: In law school, attorneys are taught to challenge everything. Tear things apart, break them down, but the qualities that make great lawyers can be some of the worst for running a business. At every stage of growth, running a business and practicing law can feel overwhelming. And what happens when you try to add life and family to the mix, it can feel nearly impossible. You do not have to do this alone. I'm Maria Monroy, co-founder and president of LawRank, a leading SEO agency for ambitious law firms. Each week, we hear from the industry leaders on what it really takes to run a law firm, from marketing to manifestation. Because success lies in the balance of life and law, we're here to help you tip the scales. Max Anthony may be new to the personal injury game, but he is living proof that even a solo attorney on a shoestring budget can punch above his weight and develop a thriving practice by getting creative, niching down, and never giving up. Today, Max and I dig into the most difficult parts of starting a new firm and how to get through them, how to get clients with zero marketing budget, by tapping into social media, and how to build a network that will help guide your firm to success.
0: Uh, we're a small firm uh, that's in West Central Louisiana, and we are on, I like to say, the climb. You know, We're just getting started. I'm the, the only attorney at our firm now. We have four support staff that runs our operation. But, Maria, it wasn't easy, you know, um, especially, you know, not having walking into a law firm and kind of starting an injury firm in this environment from scratch has been very difficult. But, you know, I'm I'm from Louisiana, went to college uh, in Monroe, Louisiana, I ended up going to Dallas, Texas uh, for law school and worked over there for a big uh, insurance defense firm, moved back to Louisiana where I'm from. I worked at a big, one of the biggest defense firms in Louisiana. Can Uh, you say? Yeah, it was Goldweems Law Firm in Alexandria. North of I-10, they're one of the largest firms. You know, a lot of the big firms are down around Baton Rouge, New Orleans, uh, but they're in Alexandria and have, um, you know, a great firm there. I worked there for uh, a few years. I clerked there in law school. That's how I ended up back there. But I left there and I I actually became an assistant district attorney uh, in our small parish when I came back uh, in 2015, I went back to Goldweems, worked there for two years. And so in 2017, I made the leap of no longer being a traditional work at a law firm attorney and kind of morphed into an entrepreneur starting my own firm. So that's when I joined the DA's office and started Anthony Law Group, uh, and that's in 2017.
1: So you guys have been open for five years now?
0: Five years, yep.
1: Congrats. Yeah, thank you. What made you decide to start your own firm?
0: Well, in Louisiana, it's kind of a interesting dynamic because Louisiana, to my knowledge, is the only state uh, that allows you to be a, a state employee as a prosecutor, but also have your private firm.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, I think I heard that wrong What's wrong with me? No,
0: you know, so like when I practice in Texas, Texas prosecutors, you're a full-time prosecutor. But Louisiana, and especially in the rural parts where I'm from, you know, to get quality lawyers to work for the state, they also allow you to have a private firm. You know, conflicts is a big issue we always have to deal with. But yeah, so about 50% of my time, I was a full-time prosecutor. And then all the other ADAs had their uh, private practice. So I was like, well, I guess I need a private practice. And so, uh, you know, in a matter of a couple of weeks, started up a, a, a law firm and kind of bootstrapped it to where we're at today.
1: So that's the norm.
0: That is the norm. Yes. And like I said, we're not in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. We are West Central Louisiana. Yet. It, yet. yet. We are, uh, we're, we're, we're moving. We're, get, we're getting bigger, which is great. But yeah, that is the norm. We had five prosecutors and all of them had a private practice.
1: And are the salaries lower typically just because they assume you're going to go start your own private practice?
0: Surprisingly, no. They're pretty commensurate for uh, as a full-time prosecutor. You know, you get a warrant from the state of Louisiana for a portion of your pay, then you're also paid with state benefits uh, through the police juries and the parishes. And I'm saying parishes. In Louisiana, you know, our, our counties are par- called parishes. So yeah, so it was actually a good, it was great dynamic and a great dual job function. But, uh, you know, it was this past May is when I left that, the state jobs. I was there for four years And now we focus 100% on uh, anti-law group injury attorneys.
1: That's amazing. You said it was difficult starting a firm. What was the most difficult part about it?
0: Well, one, it's what they don't teach you in law school and that working at a a larger firm with multiple attorneys, you get spoiled. When I worked at uh, the Gold Law Firm in Alexandria, you know, I I showed up to work. Got to work on legal research, doc review, drafting stuff. I could be a lawyer all day from 8 a.m. till whenever it was time to clock out when I had my billable hours. But when you start your own firm, especially, you know, it was just me, you know, initially, no employees, just me, I got to get a website, you know, oh, okay, I got to get a business phone number. I got to find office space. I got to get my own insurance. You know, we were at the firm um, and, and traditional firms, you're kind of babied.
1: Well, you're not running a law firm.
0: No, you're, you got you're a job, just, it's, right? It's
1: a job. And I always say that it's so difficult to do one thing right. Now you have to do two things right. You have to practice law if you're a trial or right? And now you have to run a business, right? And now your time is split between these two two things that are both i would argue equally important and Wes, you know I'm a business owner it's tough running a business it's very tough yeah
0: it's it's so tough and that was when you know i actually started uh, december of 17 it was just me but then when you start adding employees you know and you start adding marketing and you start adding all these pieces to the pie it's stuff that you don't have any experience with, you know, and then payroll tax, you know, just different yeah. types of. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and in law school, there wasn't like, hey, here's a class. to you need to know all this to start your own firm to hang your own shingle. You kind of figure it out as you go. And that's scary. You know, uh, I did have kind of the help of that state job, but being a prosecutor, you know, I knew that I could pay my bills that month and feed my family.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would say that that's like having your cake and eating it too. And I'd never heard of that. That's amazing. And
0: it was, you know, for I did it for four years and it was a blessing, you know, state insurance, state retirement. I mean, I had the best of both worlds.
1: But you're balancing two jobs.
0: But... One, unfortunately, in that scenario, one part of my job had to, you know, diminish because I was so busy in both. You know, as I became a felony prosecutor and got into more serious crimes that I was prosecuting, it took more time.
1: What kind of crimes were you prosecuting?
0: I did everything I did all misdemeanors. I handled the juvenile delinquencies and child in need of care cases. And I got all the way up to kind of mid-grade felonies. You know, I never did any type of murder prosecutions, but I handled drugs, batteries, uh, anything felony grade that wasn't a capital offense.
1: And do you like PI better?
0: I I do like you like yeah, the money I, Well, one we like one <laughs> we like the money, um, but two, uh, and I tell everybody this: where we're at now, and yeah, we're growing, uh, and we're still in that in that process of trying to get where we want to. But every morning I wake up, I do not dread going to work. I enjoy what we do. You know, I was lucky because as a prosecutor and a private injury attorney, you know, we help people that can't help themselves, and so I did have to give one of those up. But I love both jobs. But what I'm doing now, I wouldn't trade for anything.
1: That's awesome. No, and congrats. I think five years is a, that's a milestone.
0: And it gets tough, you know, that we don't deal with clients on that side. We deal with victims and we deal with the justice. And I'm a criminal justice major, you know, uh, undergrad. And so, and I actually worked at a jail as a jailer before law school. And so the criminal side was kind of a natural fit for me. And, you know, and then I got the taste of this, this injury practice and the impact and the Um, you know, how you can help your clients when they need you the most. Like that just gives me such fulfillment.
1: So what was the first step? What did you do first? You went, you incorporated, and then what?
0: Well, we're self-employed. We we had zero marketing budget. You know, it's like, well, how do we get clients? Came back home to a small parish, you know. In our city, we have 9,000 people. Think about that. 9,000 people in our city. In our parish, we only have 42,000 people. And so it's kind of a small area when you get to think about it. And so luckily, you know, both of my family is from that area. My wife's family is from that area. And so I had a good source of business of just people knowing me. And so it was capitalizing on that. Once we got incorporated, it was like, okay, how do we let everybody know what what I'm doing now? Because before, you know, I couldn't help. I was representing businesses and insurance companies and not people in our communities. And so that was kind of the next step of figuring out how to do that. What did you do? Actually, I learned a lot from Aliyah Wad, who just who spoke, who spoke at the, the Brain Trust legal conference. But we leverage social media to get out our message and to get out what my firm and what I do and, and what we practice. So
1: you know what's really funny? We did your website.
0: Yes, you did. Very well.
1: And I've actually, and I've told you this before, I've gotten calls from people that saw you on social media. Two calls. And I remember thinking, this guy's in the middle of nowhere. And... I've gotten two people that have said, Hey, I saw you did this website. I liked what you did. Can we talk? And I'm like, and I would ask them, but isn't he in the middle of nowhere? Like, how are you finding him? And they're like, Oh, he's, he's really big on Facebook. And I remember like, I think I messaged you and I was like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of the missing piece. You know, Marie, we did that with LawRank uh, this past December, 2021. I think we finalized it first part, first quarter. Of 2022, and it wasn't until my firm was able to, to lock down that central piece, the website that y'all put together for us, because that's where a lot of our traffic goes. And we were using social media for awareness, and not until we were able to use the website to direct the social media traffic to, is when now we're seeing you know, we're just at a different point. You know, we, we, we sit here, it's um, the end of September, we just started this in January, and we capitalized on the social media attention and traffic, shot it to our Law Rank website, and it has repaid us. I mean, it's just the return has been insane. And again, just as a firm of reference, we're in West Central Small Louisiana. Okay. You know, and so it's just even there it has an impact, which is a more conservative, sparsely populated area. And so that's what when people reach out, I tell them the same thing. I was like, look, you need a website and you need social and if it worked for me in you know uh, West Central Louisiana, it'll work for you wherever you're at and whatever city you're in.
1: That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear. Now, what was your first hire?
0: So my first hire, again, they don't te- they don't teach you how to hire in in law school. There's no classes on that. I
1: know it's so interesting to me because I don't know if you know this, but my background. I worked at AT and T for a very long time, and I feel like I had the best like training possible because they teach you how to hire, how to fire, how to manage, how to do pricing, how to set goals, how to, you know, even keep inventory, which doesn't apply to either of what we do, but it was the best training possible and their processes are amazing. I feel like I learned more at AT&T than you guys learn in law school.
0: Well, and, and even in law school, teach you nothing even when I got to different insurance defense firms, you don't learn nothing there either because you have an office manager hired and firing. If you have a problem, you don't deal with your directly to that person that's working there. You deal with HR. And so lawyers, you know, unlike your experience with AT&T, you know, we can't even observe how other people, you know, handle employees. So with us, with my firm, you know, it was trial and error. My first hire just to tell you, our budget constraints. Our first hire was a part-time high school student that came in and, and started answering phone calls for us, doing Excel spreadsheets and different different items. And, you know, we have more from there, uh, quite a bit. Um, but that was our first hire. If that, that'll give you any perspective of where we started and you know where we're at now.
1: And what was the first software that you implemented or purchased?
0: Well, as far as the first tool that was the most impactful, the website. I know that's not necessarily software, but that was a larger purchase that we did made and invested in that has given us so much return. The second one is, you know, when we started earlier this year when we launched the website, you know, we had an active case list, you know, and again, this is going to sound small, but, you know, about 30 injury files at one time. You know, some would settle, we would get new clients, but usually our current file capacity was about 30. And then now we're at 125,
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, and
0: so that, that we're talking, you know, nine months later. And so with each injury file, and injury lawyers would understand this, but there's so much stuff to it. And if you're just trying to do it with a Dropbox and, you know, some Excel sheets, you're going to get lost pretty quick. So we invested in Casepeer, awesome. uh, which is a, uh, you know, their... They've been fantastic. There's so many features that you have to learn. Um, but it, you know, you gotta have something. We just thought, hey, while we're growing, you know, we need to figure out what, what we're gonna use. And we tested some other things and there's a lot of great companies out there. We just decided case peer was the best fit for us. And especially in the injury practice, um, you have to have that software to keep everything straight.
1: Absolutely. And case peer is what we recommend for smaller firms.
0: Right. And that's what it seemed to be the best fit for us.
1: I agree. It's an out of the box solution. It's great. It's not the only one that's great. There are many that are great, but I'm glad that that's what you went with. Yeah,
0: and they have so much capabilities that we're trying to put everything in one place, you know, texting with clients, shooting off correspondence with them, keeping track of everything. So we've been really, really happy with it. Now, you know, as we grow, we'll see what works for us, but we have uh, definitely used Casebeer. We use DocuSign. Uh, Because nowadays, especially when we get a lot of our Facebook leads, because that's where we get over 50% of our cases is from Facebook. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah. And are you only getting them out of your location or is it expanding out?
0: And so just without having a budget, you got to figure out, you know, how you find your market. And so where we're at, you know, it's an hour from the nearest big city. And so I focused all of my resources, you know, and budget to marketing to my little area you know and so we we really focused on one parish to start and so we would hit that parish with you know they'll see our billboards they'll see us on Facebook they'll see our YouTube ads because there's not a lot of competition in this rural area and as we got clients you know every quarter we try to expand you know we just opened an office in the pair south of us, you know, to try to expand our circle. And now we're marketing to that circle. And so as we grow, you know, and our budget for marketing grows, that's our game plan. So we pull out as many cases as we can from a specific small area and then just kind of expand. But yeah, it's been all from West Central uh, Louisiana. We don't market anywhere else. Uh, we're north of Lake Charles, west of Alexandria, and south of uh, Shreveport.
1: That's crazy. And who records your social media and YouTube videos?
0: There's not a lot of, especially lawyers, advertising on YouTube. You know, and our YouTube campaigns get the most. You know, excited. You know, people are. We watch YouTube for TV now, and they'll see our ads, and they're so inexpensive.
1: What do they cost? Do you know.
0: And again, this is very, very small, but we can spend a hundred bucks in a week on a small YouTube and get. You know, it's such a great, great, great return. I know that sounds like not a lot of money.
1: That's amazing.
0: But because there's no one else where we're at, we're not in a market that's saturated with a lot of lawyers. And so we try to take what we can from that area and pull out as many cases. And now we're pulling out those cases. Those cases are still good cases and they're still cases with good value. And so we're able to use that and increase our budget as we go and get a little bit bigger and kind of go into these different cities.
1: And who records them?
0: If you go on my Instagram page, uh, it's Lawyer. All of those videos are shot with my cell phone, shot with my cell phone. And we have a remote video editor that we send them to, and they do all the edits. They do the captions. They do the status bar. You know, they they do all the graphics. Uh, They send them back to us, and we keep a kind of depository, and we decide, you know, what we're going to do when we're going to post it. And that's another thing, you know, with social, with all of our cases, I say not all of them, 50%, if I had to break it down, 50% of our cases come from Facebook, 15 probably percent, 15 to 20 come from our local pack that we show up on Google and the rest are just di- different sources. But yeah, we definitely utilize social media a lot. Dude,
1: you're like the perfect testimonial for Ali. Have you done a testimonial for him?
0: I have not. I went to his summit uh, last December and literally that was kind of what kickstarted. I know that I haven't had a chance to see him today, but he kind of kickstarted the whole thing. And I've had some calls with him over the time, paid for his time because he knows and he's been in the trenches and he knows how this stuff works. And everything that he preaches was sprinkled in with a little bit of what you and your company teach as well as other people I've kind of morphed that all to one and again we're really nine months into what we're doing and like it has been such a blessing one to help that many people but two just to grow our firm
1: how many employees do you have now
0: we have four employees now we have a paralegal we have a a receptionist slash intake person and then we also have uh, two nurse paralegals on staff and so they handle all of our medical records, scheduling appointments, everything. Nurse
1: paralegals? I've never heard of this. Is this a thing?
0: Yeah, well, I say a nurse paralegals. They're registered nurses and no longer our current nurses. Um, like I so said, they just they work for us and them having that background knowledge. Most people nowadays, especially for medical medical requests, you know, they get third parties to get those medical requests and then other people to review them. We decided to bring it in-house one just cuz we tried those other companies and it's just not, we, we could get them a little bit faster because again, everything I'm saying, it's got to be in this microcosm you got to know where we're at. We know these providers, we know these hospitals, most of our clients go to, and we just have that relationship.
1: But I've never heard of that. So is that like, a, I, I understand they're no not. longer a practicing nurse, but I didn't know that there were paralegals that had a medical background.
0: Yeah, well, and like I said, we kind of call them that. They really are, you know, registered nurses who do our legal work now. And I've, so but I've
1: never heard of that. Do a lot of people use this?
0: I'm not sure. I've used them, and I love them. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Well, because they can request the medical records, grab the medical records, summarize it, um, upload it to Case beer So all I have to do is pull up a screen. I know what's going on with everything.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. It's like I really want lawyer hires for sales because, like, they understand the industry. Right, so that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, we also, Maria, we also utilize them when we have a new client come in. You know, we also have those, uh, our, our registered nurses go through, you know, like kind of a medical background, you know, just like they would do an assessment on a patient. You know, they get to know the, the client's medical history to see if that comes in or not. And then also they keep track with them during their treatment because one thing, that I think has been successful that's helped my firm be successful is our client contact. You know, Gordon McKern was talking about it today that client service is the most important importance, you know, and every two weeks our nurse paralegals are touching base with all of our clients just to check in, see how their treatment's going, see if they need anything. And so we almost maybe contact our clients too much uh, sometimes, but, uh, We've had some- Watch, re- you,
1: get an, you get a review. It's like, they contacted me too much. Too much. Said no one ever oh, about gosh. a law firm.
0: Can we please talk about reviews? <gasps> yes, okay. I would love to talk okay, about reviews. Okay, so you did a podcast where you talked about if you could tell your clients anything, you want them to get reviews.
1: Yes, I always hear like, oh, well, how can I help? I'm like, get reviews and then no reviews. <laughs> like- Yes, they are so important because it's, a. and when I say reviews, I am talking about your GMB or I think now it's called Google Business Profile, those reviews, because that impacts your local pack. So like you said, you're getting 15% of your cases from the local pack. Well, what is one factor that impacts the local pack? It is reviews. It's not the only factor in most firms because they're not in rural or smaller markets. They're not gonna rank just with reviews, but in your case, it's definitely gonna help.
0: So I took that uh, advice that you gave. And again, you were on a podcast. You weren't talking to me. You did subsequently had some conversations about that. But um, I took that to heart because when you were on that podcast and I listened to it, my law firm had zero reviews and we didn't show up anywhere. And that was right before our website jumped off in in January. And so now Andy Law Group has 125 reviews for our Leesville office. And we have 77 reviews for our newly launched uh, DeRitter, Louisiana office. And based off those reviews and our website, you know, we rank in the local pack, the top three, you know, in both locations.
1: Do you know for how, like what the radius is?
0: I think it's a mile, rate. I'm not sure. I'll, uh, I'll look at it for you. I think it's a mile. And you know, you know, we had the conversation because my firm, again, we're smaller, not necessarily having the adequate budget to do SEO right. You know, you did get give me some great advice about, hey, maybe you look at a different office location that's close by and get on the local pack. And so we did just that. We opened the deritter office. We, uh, reached out to our clients that was coming through that office. We got those reviews, and now we're on the local pack and getting K, you know, between lunch and we just had having this podcast, we got two new leads from our director office from the local pack.
1: That's amazing. So you it's are so like important. the only person that takes my advice.
0: Well, it's it's been so helpful. If it wasn't panned out, you know, then maybe I would uh, rethink where I'm getting it from. But everything <laughs> that you've uh, suggested, you know, and again, why, why I think that's important, Maria, is because people like me who start, You know, we're not walking into a law firm that's been established. We're starting from scratch. You know, nobody's, telling young lawyers, you know, what to do or pro tips, you know, because people in your own market, especially in my small one, you know, they're not just offering you advice to how to compete with them and take their business. Yeah, no. You know, and it's, so there's no one for uh, people like myself. I'm not young by any means, but I'm young in the in the injury game. You know, we do have to look out to outside resources. Uh, people like you, people like Ali, Daryl Isaacs that's here, um, reach out, even though they're nationwide, reach out to them for tips on on how to get started and how to grow.
1: So these videos that you post on Facebook and YouTube, what are they about?
0: So what I started doing, and really copycatting Ali, what he suggested to do, is do some informational type videos. And again, there's only so many topics that you could talk about. You know, depending on how broad you want to get. But I focus on again my practice, hundred percent personal injury.
1: But it's do you up. go outside of PI, or you don't?
0: No, I, I do nothing except PI.
1: Really, and in, in that interests people. That's like always my my thing, because like. For instance, SEO is very similar. You're doing all this informational intent content. And unfortunately, in PI, we have to step out of PI because all that people really want to know when it comes to PI is do you have a case and how much is it worth, Right. right? But guys like Ali or Law by Mike, they're doing informational that's outside of... Yeah, and I think Law by Mike. I think he's criminal. I think I'm yeah, not. Yeah, his, his
0: are pretty very well produced, and he gets a lot of traffic. And again, my goal is maybe a little bit different than Ali, and maybe different than Mike, because I'm not necessarily concerned. And as my may sound funny, but about how many views my video gets. On Instagram or Facebook, because when I make those videos and I post them, where I am now, I repurpose and I shoot those as ads to my geographic circle. So I'm using those one to try to become a source of information to the people or that I'm marketing that may not know that information. The way that we use those and repurpose them, you know, I might not always get that. I mean, it might not be the most entertaining, even though I'm trying to morph more into some more entertaining stuff to grab people's attention. It's just not necessarily, I'm not going for the whole United States, try to get a ton of views. You know, I just really repurpose that uh, as much as I can into my geographic area that I'm currently marking at now. That's the season of the life that I'm in right now. I'm not a national brand. I'm not even a statewide brand yet, even though we're trying to get to that.
1: So are you boosting them?
0: Yes. So okay. we post them. Um, and the ones kind of like Ali uh, references, the ones that, you know, get a little traffic, you know, we uh Boost those on, and I say boost, we've now since started running them as official ads because you know there's a difference between boosting a post versus creating an ad. I
1: did not know that.
0: On Facebook, there is. I'm not so sure oh, about okay. Instagram, but on Facebook, you can have different audiences and you get different analytics when you actually run an ad on facebook as opposed to hey i'm gonna post something and i'm gonna hit that little button that says boost and go that way you get more analytics
1: what about instagram are you also running ads on instagram yes
0: we do those and the way that it's set up we run those ads uh when we run them on facebook we also they have a tab hey you can run them on instagram in the same geographic area and we do that too and youtube's kind of the same way you you can pick the zip codes where you want your ads to be seen and again where i'm marketing you know there's no really competition so your money goes a long way on youtube
1: I'm curious what the strategy would be like in a, like a big market.
0: Well, I'm going to find out because like I said, we're trying to, that's, that's where we're going. Uh, That is the goal. It's a big goal, especially when you got so many other great injury lawyers that you're up against, but you know, we got to kind of find, and that's kind of the whole journey I think of a you know, a smaller injury guy, if you want to do injury, you know, a lot of people get dissuaded because you're fighting Goliath and you you're small, smaller than David, you know, but you just got to find your niche. And we found our little niche uh, in rural Louisiana. And as we grow and get a bigger budget from the cases we pull from that area, you know, we'll do what we need to do to get into other markets. So, because the only way, in, in my opinion, if you want to go, you know, to a Baton Rouge or New Orleans, you better have a lot of money if you want to compete, especially when you're trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing. You know, we just tried to find something that's a little bit bit different.
1: What's your biggest regret?
0: My biggest regret is not marketing and telling people what I do sooner. Because really it hasn't been to the last nine months that I've focused on marketing, traditional and online. But the biggest thing is just telling your friends and family what you do. You know, because a lot of people know that I'm a lawyer, but they didn't know that I do injury work. For the longest time, you know, in our area, people would be injured. They wouldn't call a local lawyer. They would call who they saw on a billboard or commercial. But, you know, I didn't really start telling people that until within the last year. I wish that when I started right out of the gate in 2017, that I would have made sure everybody that I knew or had a relationship with, they knew that I did injury work.
1: And what made you wait?
0: Just kind of insecurity. You know, we're in a conservative area. I was worried about what people may think about me, you know, because for the longest time I was, uh, uh, you know, insurance defense represented businesses or suits, you know, and did that whole thing. And, uh, you know, I was a little kind of embarrassed to get kind of started. But at the end of the day, who has been in the game a long time. You know, that's what they suggest and they're still doing it. And honestly, you you don't know if it's going to work. You know, that's the scariest thing as a small firm is like, look, you spend all your resources. There's no guarantee that it's going to work if you believe it and you put everything you can into it and work hard. If it works out, great. If it don't, you know, you gave it your all. That's all you can do.
1: Did anybody care that you became a PI lawyer?
0: Well, no. It's funny you say that. Nobody, no. Zero person ever said anything to me about, oh, you're, you know, I still get the, the, hey, ambulance chaser jokes, you know, but it's all in good fun. It's actually been... Rather supportive from everybody, you know, because a lot of people's like, well, I didn't know we had anybody around here that did this. You know, I thought we had to go, you know, an hour and a half to the next big city to get somebody to represent us in our car case, you know. And that's the thing that I find about rural, whether you're in rural Louisiana, rural Texas, rural anywhere, I think, you know, there's kind of a niche there. And that's kind of our slogan, you know, is trust local. You know, that's one of our marketing things that we do, that you can get quality service on your car at case, but you can also walk in the door and talk to me directly about your case. You know, and as you grow, you know, that, that gets a little more tricky. But as long as I can do that physically myself, meet with my clients, talk to them, you know, that's something we pride ourselves in. And I think people in rural areas, they, you know, they have the same catastrophic injuries as anybody else in a big city. You know, it's just finding your market and, and going after it.
1: Yeah, a car accident
0: is a car accident. That's it. You know, and I'll tell you another thing that that's unique for people. You know, there are some others all over the United States, but Leesville, where my main office is, we're next to a military installation called Fort Polk. You know, at any time, it could house, you know, 20,000, 30,000 soldiers. And so in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is north of us, there's another uh, military base there. And so we also do a lot of military marketing um, for soldiers that live on or near base, we kind of incorporated that into our equation also when we're doing our marketing.
1: That's awesome. Like if sounds like you really found what works and really in a market that I think most lawyers would say, there's no way I want to be able to generate cases out of here. Everybody's always trying to go into the, the bigger markets, but you actually found a way to generate, you said you have 125 active, active cases. cases.
0: And again, that's the way that, you know, cases are always settling and you're always getting new cases. But we started off low. And like I said, now it's 125 active docket. And we grow, like I said, we're just growing, which is kind of crazy. And you know, another thing that, that, that I did, not only did I niche down, but like I went all in. I changed my firm name.
1: I remember, you emailed me. Yeah, I was
0: like, hey, I want to change it. Anthony Law Group Injury Attorneys. And you know, we did that in a small town that- dissuades anybody else that may have something else they may want you to to do because attorneys in my area, they do everything. Family, divorce, criminal defense. I mean, they're everything.
1: That's very, very common in rural areas. And that's really the only markets that actually support it for SEO purposes. Like if we go into Miami or Houston and somebody does it all, it's not going to work. Google is going to go with a specialized website.
0: Somebody asked you the question, hey, should you have that injury attorney or car wreck lawyer in your name, you know? And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, if you have that opportunity, then do it. And so I did it, you know? Um, Again,
1: you're the only person that takes uh, my advice. Like now, if there's a lawyer that wants to start their own firm, can they contact you?
0: Absolutely. I am an open book. And again, I'm kind of taking what these other more mainstream lawyers, like I was telling you earlier, Gordon McKernan, I had a question on a NIL, name, image and likeness collegiate, uh, partnership you can do with athletes now, so I reached out to you know Gord on Instagram. I said, "Hey man, I'm doing a, a bunch of these with some local superstars for NIL deals. Uh, I see that you're doing them with LSU Tigers athletes. You know, I got a couple of questions." You know, he gave me a cell phone, and then he called my cell phone, Gordon McKernan, right? Wow. Yeah, and same thing with um, Daryl Isaacs. I had a question about the conference. He shot me his cell phone number. Yeah,
1: but he he gives that phone. He gave it to Chava earlier today, who's sitting right in front of us. Hey, don't make
0: me feel not special, okay? Because Daryl Isaacs gave me his number. I
1: I know, and you are special, but (laughs) Daryl knows that I gave him a hard time, that he gives it to everybody. Yeah, you're not special either, Chava.
0: Yeah. And, and that's kind of the common theme. Same thing with uh, Bob Simon, Simon Law Group, Mark Anajar. I've talked to him. I've referred him cases down in Florida we got. So anybody that has questions about niching down into less populated area, please reach out to me on all handles, Max Out Lawyer. Um, I'm happy to get my cell phone out. Anybody that has uh, questions, you know, and again, I'm not there yet. We're on the grind, but you know, we've, we've sacrificed everything to make this work and it's paying off, you know, even in a short amount of time. And we're going to comp- continue doing what we're doing, but I'd love to help anybody. You know, I'm an open book when it comes to that.
1: How did you get past your fear?
0: You know, the only way that I was able to get past that is coming to different conferences, talking with the people outside of my market about how they did it. And if I did not have that, I would have been, I think, too scared to make the jump, Uh, especially given my particular set of circumstances. But just seeing how these other lawyers, you know, invested and they have seen a return um, and providing that excellent client service that will, you know, produce benefits for you. You know, if it wasn't for other people in the industry, the outside of my market, giving me that advice, showing how they did it, that I would never would have done it. You know, and we're not out of the weeds yet, but um, it, it's worked out. It's so far, but it is scary, you know, and again, not only just opening your own firm, You know, but opening your own firm in a small town, only doing one thing that you got to have a bunch of money to get cases.
1: And then marketing yourself, having to put yourself out there. Out there.
0: And again, I am not, you know, just to do this podcast, to do my videos, you know, I'm not a, I am a anti-social, you know, butterfly on it. You know, I want to be my cocoon. I don't want to do anything, but you have to. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, That's what I would tell anybody who's kind of scared to pop out their iPhone, take some videos, edit them, put them on social media. Just do it. You know, because it works, you know, and you're just, that'll give you one leg up on other attorneys, you know, who are kind of doing the same old things they've been doing forever.
1: You know what's crazy? We spoke regarding your website almost a year ago. And I know because I was actually in Cabo.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I remember having that conversation with you. And how, how far have you come in a year?
0: It's, it's come a long way. Like I said, we've uh, grown exponentially. We're adding people. We're like, already looking to hire someone else. Our new office space we just remodeled. We're already out of space. But I, I will tell people. Get,
1: get another office, another office, somewhere else.
0: That's it. That's it. Well, we're already we're already looking. I would tell anybody who's kind of just getting started like myself, whether it's in injury law or something else, you know, there's people that want to help. There's companies that provide support services that want to help that can give you some good advice. And I, I would just stress to those young lawyers, don't be scared to reach out for help.
1: Did you have a mentor?
0: No personal mentor. The only mentors that I have is the people that I follow and now have a relationship from online. It's a struggle in the legal industry, especially where you practice to get some you know helpful tips from the, the people that you practice against and are competing with. But like I said, I just feel blessed to be able to kind of get out of my cocoon and reach out to people like Law Rank, like yourself, but also like the other uh, support services and other lawyers on the national stage. Because I have not found one person in that arena that's not willing to lend a kind word, encouragement, and say, "Hey, this is what I did," you know, and, and some this worked, this didn't work. But they're willing to be an open book for young people like me.
1: It's crazy how much social media has changed our lives. And I know we can say so many bad things- Oh, of course. ...about social media, but this is a theme that comes up a lot. People will say to me, I was really scared to reach out to Pop Simon, but I did, and he was so helpful. Oh, yes. And were you scared to reach out
0: Oh, absolutely. Like before I sent that message to, to Gordon, you know, I was like, ah, I'm a nobody. He's Gordon McKernan, you know, and the same thing when I reached out to Bob, you know, I was like, this guy is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. This world-class lawyer, five minutes, he shot me a cell, just super nice guy. But you know that the whole, this whole theme is just getting over your fear and just doing it. If it fails, make a decision and go forward, but you'll never know unless you try and go out on a limb. You know, and that's hard for somebody, especially like me getting started. You know, you got a family. I have a wife and two beautiful uh, girls, Stella and Lila, my wife's Megan. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard when you're people are counting on you to pay the bills. And whenever you're trying to do something that's, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it's tough. So,
1: How did you stay positive?
0: I'm going to the CRISP conference. But it's just stuff like those along the way kind of help keep you going. They give you some motivation, you know, because... This is kind of the highlights, you know, because every day when your office grinding, you know, and you're trying to make payroll, you know, you're trying to fund cases when you're getting massive amounts in, but that other ones haven't paid out yet, you know, you got to come up with some creative financing. This is stressful. It is such a grind to do a good job for your clients, to run a small business, and if you don't have something that keeps pulling you along, you know, it gets hard. Okay, so anyway, I found I found some comfort and encouragement just from one, these conferences, but two, just having regular correspondence, you know, with people in the industry. So it helps.
1: So you heard that network, go to conferences, or even just network digitally. I know a lot of people that never go to conferences, but they have an online community and social media doesn't have to be this negative thing, uh, right?
0: I think it gets painted in a bad picture. And again, there's parts of that I don't social media that I don't care for. But one, it's changed my life. It's changed my business. And it's developed a lot of great relationships along the way.
1: Start where you are. If you have the blue ocean, like a rural market, jump in and keep swimming. Max's first hire was a high school student. And his marketing was nearly free. By sticking to it and slowly growing, he now has a staff of four and handles over 100 cases. When you do have the budget, invest in a website and a case management software. Good reviews on Google will help set you apart and boost your local ranking. Ask for help from those around you and give as much as you get. Thank you so much to Max Anthony for everything he shared today. If you found this story valuable, please share it with someone you want to see succeed. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you know what I'm going to say next. Please leave a five-star review. It goes a long way to help others discover the show. Catch us next week on Tip the Scales with me, Maria Monroy, President of LawRank. Hear how the best in the business broke out of limiting beliefs, overcame adversity, and built a thriving purpose-driven business in the process.